it, it, it's the World Wide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. Presents the bottom line. Costco Go Simpson. Everybody dies. Because I'm better than you, and you know it. Woo! Yes, somebody! To off the mat with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Love it, digging it. I'm feeling it, baby. I feel like I'm in a 1980s club. Thanks, Speedy, for that. Love it every time. Good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome back to the only wrestling show here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Off the Mat. I am your host, Josh Silverberg. Of course, you can. Join us every Tuesday from 8 p.m. right here on WWSRN. Got a jam-packed show for you this evening for sure. And, of course, we have my partners with me. First up from, I hope it's sunny today because, you know, the last few days it's been pretty crappy over there. But that's Mr. Alex Slows with the weather. What's going on, man? He was my weather guy this week, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's going good, Josh. Uh, can't wait to talk about WrestleMania. We got a lot to get into. We have an action-packed show. Stick around, stick with us the whole way through because it's going to be a great one, ladies and gentlemen. And my other partner, I've already taken Advil before this show has started because I know he's going to crap on it, so I'm prepared for it. I've pre- <laughs> I have prepped myself for this. I've had his voice in my head the last few days thinking, what is he going to say? That is... There is only one and only that is Lyle Gillen. What's happening, man? Uh, it's going great. And by the way, I've never actually thought about this, but Alex, you have the perfect voice for a weatherman. And I would love for you to just like sit there and just try and give us a weather forecast for like a 10-day forecast. And we can think about it here, you talk, because I think you'd be a perfect weatherman. I I, I, I agree with that. I think I would. <laughs> well, go for it. Go Listen, for it! Give us a ten-day forecast. Come on. Well, look at look 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 at it this way. <laughs> Alex, he's got the blood in him because his father is the radio play-by-play man for the Washington Nationals, who's also done a lot for, more than who? that in the history of sports, and that's Charlie Slow. And do you know what he has that none of them, none of. Not, now, when you say the joke, that, that you think have. about it. You have to say it. You can't think of it. You have to say it. Do you know what he has that you don't have? What? What is that that he doesn't have? A World Series ring. That's great. Neither does Alex because yeah. it's Charlie's. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And neither do you because you don't own one. <laughs> oh my no! We got a jam-packed action show for you guys this week. Um, really quick. Uh, we do have a guest that's going to be coming on with us next week. That's John Alba. So that's going to be awesome. He was at Mania. This past week, um, so he'll tune in with us next week. But before we begin, of course, we gotta do what we always have to say, and that's promoting what we do here and who we work for, and that is the Worldwide Sports Radio Networks. So here's how you do it: it's all free, by the way. You have to just download our app. Well, how do you do that? It's quite simple. If you have an iPhone, you go to the app. You go to the Apple Store. You mm-hmm. type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Store. You type in Worldwide Sports. You can also check us out on World widesportsradio.com you can check out our articles all of our show schedules if you miss the show if there's a video clip or an audio clip that you like you can re-listen or re-watch it 
all the different platforms that we have here, all the different show types. So it's not just wrestling, of course. You have all these different sports shows. You know, I mean, for, of course, with, with me, with Sports Live Mess, with myself and our producer, our wonderful producer who I did not get to introduce, Speedy Petey, is, of course, always on oh, the board. Yeah. Kicking, you know, always kicking ass. You know how he always is. It's quite simple. That's all you have to do. It's all free. Like I said, it, it, it really is something that our network is growing every day. Um, it really is. It's really getting to the point where we are going to be the biggest radio network in, uh, in, in the business. We are. And I, and I know we are going together. I know you guys feel the same way. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and it's only going to get bigger and better every single week. We also had a new show debut yesterday, a show that I helped scout that sports loudmouths. If you didn't check it out, it's on Mondays from four to 5 PM every Monday. It's awesome. It's funny. It's different. It's a different speed when it comes to talking sports. So that's definitely something you have to check out. Speedy produced it. He told me before the show how much he loved it. He thought it was funny. And, you know, like I said, it's something that, you know, you get creative and everything like that. There's a different way to do different sports shows. You don't have to just do debates. You know, you can always do it in a comedic way, and that's what these guys do. So it's awesome. Check out all the different shows. Like I said, Sports Limeouts, The Sports Hit List, uh, The Wise Guys, The B Show. Um, all these different platforms that we have right here on the network. If I forgot any, I'm, I, I apologize for that. But let's get into it, guys. We have well, the first hour is pretty much going to be a lot of recapping of WrestleMania. Um, I think we're gonna do. We're gonna get to Takeover. We're going to get to NXT Takeover. I believe. I think we said nine o'clock. We're gonna get to Takeover. Am I correct on that? So correct. from nine thirty, we're gonna do a lot of recapping of of Takeover. Alex, what is the what's the rest of the rundown we got tonight? Because it, so, it my memory. After WrestleMania, we have NXT. Then we go to break for, and then AEW, MLW, and then the finishing move. Beautiful, love it. So we can't wait. So stick with us the whole rest of the way, as Alex Flo says. You always got to stick with us. That's for sure. And it's going to be something that. Did that's he get that really... from his father? What happened? Did he get that from his father? No, I didn't. No. Oh, I, I, I thought it was a great line. That's why. Just because Charlie is his father, Alex wants to go his own path. He wants to do his own thing. The first time I ever met Charlie, really quick story. The first time I ever met him, oh, Charlie said to me was, Alex only has one lane. One lane. That's the wrestling lane. All the other lanes are under construction. They're blocked off. You can't get <laughs> by. You can't get through. Oh. It's just the wrestling lane, and that's it. And he's very passionate about it, and we're going to get to all of it. And, of course, we have to start with the elephant in the room, and that is WrestleMania 37. Wow. To, it was definitely not the best WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I think we can all sit here and agree that the best part about it was, I think the intro was awesome, and to see the crowd, to see a big crowd like that back again live at Raymond James Stadium. That's part of the outro. Okay, so anyway, there he goes again. <laughs> off this, Speedy, you have the right to mute him, right? I just want to make sure. Um, the best part I thought was definitely introducing the show the way they did, seeing the wrestlers' faces, seeing the live crowd on the air was awesome, and you see all the emotions from all the people like Rhea Ripley and AJ Styles and Randy Orton and all of them. Just to see that big of a crowd again. It was a nice thing to see. It felt normal again after what happened last year at 36 being in the uh, performance center. And really, it wasn't the best mania. If I had to give it a grade, I would give it probably a C, C minus. 
that's probably what I would have to give it. There are a couple of good matches that stood out to me, albeit um, they could have done better, they could have done more. I think why people are saying that this WrestleMania is memorable because it was really the when you think about it, it was the first other than the, than the Super Bowl, which coincidentally was at Raymond James Stadium as well, was really the first big event that this country has gotten to check out and gotten to see. And look at it this way. Look, my, my father is not a wrestling fan at all. Um, the, the thing of it is he watched WrestleMania. Errol, Errol Marks, our CEO here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, doesn't watch wrestling at all. He watched WrestleMania. And also, by the way, you could call us 203 903 271 and i also forgot to mention we are on facebook youtube twitter instagram periscope we are on every single social media platform so check us out as of course we're also we have our page at off the mat we're on everything we're all over the place and we have our website too that alex does a wonderful job alex if you want to give that quick plug yes that is the off the mat google website which is in the it's in our twitter bio for off the mat which you can check out at off the mat WWSRN and the link is right there. Beautiful. So um, like I said, I would give it a C minus if I had to give a grade. I actually was on the sports hit list post show when they did WrestleMania. I gave my, my thoughts of it a little bit. Um, I think what, like I said, it was just nice to get that vibe again of absolutely. Where it's hard yeah. to turn the corner a little bit when you get to have a big event like this. And it's nice to see it again. But, you know, that's the thing. I mean, you can't sit there and tell me when you watch Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks before the match started, you see the reaction from the two ladies where they, you know, what they've accomplished and what they've done. Yeah, that was awesome to watch. Yeah, that was cool to see. You're seeing Bianca cry. You're seeing Sasha smile. And if you saw at the end of the match, by the way, when Bianca was celebrating, it was a clip that came out of Sasha smiling at Bianca when she was celebrating. I have so much more respect for Sasha Banks right now. I do. She, to me, is back in the conversation as one of the top performers in, in the women's wrestling industry. I think she's gotten back up there again. She always is able to kind of recreate. She's still the same boss, the legit boss, but she's able to recreate it in different terms, in different ways, with the costume and the hair and doing different things about it. And then you got Bianca Belair, who's just starting her rise into this business. You had Drew and Bobby, which I thought was the perfect match to start. Mania. Yeah, that was a really good match. I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I that really was good match. I, I thought it was the perfect match to start. Look, at 35, when Lyle and I went, Brock versus Seth Rollins was the perfect match to start the show. I mean, you look at it this way. If, if you didn't watch the the Chris Jericho show on um, what the Stone Coach, what's um, the the Broken Skull sessions with Stone Cold, he said it. You either want to be on the first match, you want to be that middle match that's in the middle of the card, or you want to be the main event. That's where you want to be mm-hmm. because you're the crowd star. Absolutely. To have Drew and Bobby start the show with that kind of crowd for the first time in over a year was phenomenal, and you saw the reaction. And I thought, Bobby, yeah. I thought Bobby would get more cheers. Drew got more of the cheers, and people wanted to see. I was fine with either one. I love Drew. I'm a huge Drew McIntyre fan. I mean, you guys know this. Drew McIntyre is one of my favorites. But I was fine with either one winning, so I was totally cool with that. That was fine mm-hmm. for me. Um, other matches to me that stood out, I liked – I know you have different opinions. I'll let you go. I like Seth Rollins and Cesaro. Could it have gone longer? Sure. It had certain moments – 
and that Cesaro is finally getting that major push that he has earned in this industry for a very long time. He really has, and he finally got that win. And for Seth to put over Kevin Owens last year, and now Cesaro this year, shows the kind of character that Seth Rollins is too, where, okay, I've had my moments. I want to give these guys that have earned it their moments. That's something that I looked at and I thought about a little bit more, and I said, okay, I respect Seth for doing that. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, I, I mean, there were a couple of other things that I liked. I thought night two would be the better card. I thought Oscar Rhea was okay. It was. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, it was a quick. It was quick because they had to fast forward it. Yeah. Charlotte being out with COVID, so they really had to speed rush yeah, it. Yeah, they had to push through it. They didn't have enough time to build it as much as they probably wanted to. Of course, when you have the excuse of, yeah, but the lady that's supposed to fight the champion has COVID, so we kind of have to speed but rush this in three weeks. It's kind of a difficult situation. And uh, yeah, that makes and, sense. And it's kind of funny, like I said, like I said, we let you guys get to like we have a whole hour of this, but I just wanted to get my parts in really quick. Mm-hmm. The reason why Charlotte, the reason why Charlotte, and people complain that Charlotte gets too much of a push. She complains. And I heard this actually today on Busted Open, and Bully Ray made an amazing point. It's really a fascinating point. Charlotte Flair did not get here because of the last name Flair. Charlotte Flair got here because her because of her first name Charlotte. She has set the standard in women's wrestling today. And that's a known fact. And that's why you wonder, and that's why you wonder, well, why does she get so many championship runs? Why does she get well because she freaking deserves it? She's talented, she's great on the mic, she could be a face, she could be a heel, she could be an asshole, she could be the most lovable person on the roster. You ask her to do any character, she goes through with it every single time. And you saw it last night on the Raw after WrestleMania, which was probably the worst Raw after WrestleMania ever. Um, it was awful. Um, there were just, like, like I said, there were a couple of things that stood out to me. Um, the downers to me, Wyatt and Randy, I think the alien is still going on Alexa's face. I think it really is. And if you don't catch my drift of what that means, I can't, I want to be discreet about it. Okay. I can't really say what that means. So, Think of it, the alien going on Alexa's face. Think of it in your head, what it means, okay? When I say what it means is, I can't really say what it means, Lyle. If you don't know what it means, it's going over your head. Say it. Say it. He's going on her. He was he was on her face. That's what it looked like. <laughs> uh, that's what I it looked what like. did you say? Um, what did you say? But, no, it, it was, um, that was one. Apollo, Big E, I thought, could have been really good. Yeah. I, I don't understand why the Dabakato thing. We, we're supposed to pretend we don't know who he is. We know who he is. By the way, really quick. That was dumb as hell. They drafted I, I, him on Raw. I, I, I got to get this quick. I was not excited at all for Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny kicked ass in that match. And he took all the bumps in that match between him and Priest. He took everything. Priest was barely in the match. He was in the match for maybe five minutes, Priest. Bad Bunny was in the whole match. And the report is he had been training for that since the beginning of January to do this, to get ready for this. He put in two and a half months worth of training to do. 
he did. I gotta tell you, the and, and I'm not a fan of celebrities coming in and being in this world. Pat McAfee and Bad Bunny really did. They really did a good job. I gotta give them props for that. Yeah, Bad Bunny did. Did. Mm-hmm. I, I, by the way, the entrance of Bad Bunny was pretty cool. I like that. That was pretty cool with the truck thing. I thought that was pretty sick. Um, why feet I didn't like, I mean, the Wyatt Orton I didn't like. The women's tag team match was a mess. By the way, really quick, if you're hating on Mandy Rose because she slipped and fell, okay, you're a mark. Okay, seriously. <laughs> that was hilarious, so. no, that was if, hilarious. If you're making fun of it, you're a douche. Well, okay? yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, but, yeah. And you know Don't what? laugh at it. No, of course. But she was. She laughed at it. Titus O'Neil came up after her on her Instagram and walked up to her. She was taking a photo of herself and was like, are you okay? I know how you feel. And then she was so mad. And so she was. And last night on Raw, and last night on Raw, she was walking out slowly, holding Dana Brooks' hand. So she's she's laughing about it. Yeah, so she's making fun of herself too. She was embarrassed. Jillian Garcia did the same thing. Yeah, of course, dude. Everybody has, dude. Dude, Randy Orton fell on Sunday. It happened, dude. That ramp looked. Soaking wet, by the way. It did not look it at all. Yeah. And That's by the way, I want to say something. I want to say, talk about the rain. If you're one of those fans, and I'm going to bounce off what you said about people making fun of Mindy Rose. If you're one of those fans who are out there, and you got all mad because of what Tony Khan tweeted on Saturday at the beginning of the show, about what he did for the safety of his, his crew when he had rain in November, then you're an idiot. Because he tweeted that to try and help WWE and try and give them an idea on what to do. And you know what they did on, on Sunday? Exactly what he said. They had carpet out there. Well, so, I mean, look, that was a Don't be a real idiot to think that. Think, exactly. But people want to take, take things he says and try and hate him on Twitter. And it's stupid. He said this in a way, to try and give them an idea. If he had Vince's number, he probably would have texted him. But he doesn't. So he tweeted it, and they saw it apparently, and they did his idea, and it yep. worked, and it helped. It helped the staff, and of that's course. what matters. And, and and to me, I thought I, I really you know, but that is listen. I agree. Everybody's trying to be helpful in this business. That's just how it is. It's it's uh, Twitter. It's yeah. a cesspool. Twitter is a cesspool. <laughs> we know this, okay? That's why I when I go on Twitter, I I write. I type things, but I don't try to take. I don't take shots at people. No, that's never what I do. That's not my. That's not my mantra. Because if I ever need something, I if I work Twitter on a giant joke for the most part, and you know that because that's what it is. Because everyone on there has most people on Twitter, not everybody. I of feel course, that. You know what, at the same time, like, I feel like when you're minimum. working, when you're working for something, or in the future, if a company sees they want to interview you, they want to see your character. Oh. And yeah, they're doing things. Oh yeah, they're not gonna hire you because they're gonna no, say they're, they're gonna look at they're gonna go. This yeah. person, they're gonna look at it and they're gonna go. Uh-uh, uh, you, you know, know what I mean? But I, I, I thought Zane, I thought Zane Owens could have been better. Um, it was like five minutes. I know it was, it was like five minute match. Oh, I mean, look, that was. I mean, look, like I said, so there were things that I really liked that they did. I thought, can I? I just gotta say this. I wasn't a huge biggest fan of Shane Braun. I got to give props to Shane McMahon for taking that fall. That was a, I mean, that's on the top of the cage, falling on your back, doing the fall way down the too onto the ring at his age. Yeah, that kudos to Shane for taking that bump 
And he always takes the biggest bumps in his matches. Mm-hmm. That's known Why did he just leave the cage? He's known for that. <laughs> I'm watching the match. I'm like, I'm going to just leave the cage and wait. Well, no, well, that was, well, yeah, well, Braun caught him. That was what it was, but it's bad parenting by Vince McMahon, by the way. It's it's really just, it's really negligence on, on Vince to let his son do this every single time. But I will say this, though, really quick, before I let you guys yep. go. Shane taking that bump shows how much he cares about this company. The fact that he's willing to go from the top of the cage and get flipped like that onto his back, onto the ring mat, which, by the way, remember, yes, there's like, foam padding but then there's also wood under there there's yeah woods. that that crap hurts imagine oh, falling no, that far down from the top of the cage yeah. so like i said i would overall give it a c minus i love the main event i absolutely love the main event was it the best result i wanted no but here's what they got wwe they got a reaction yeah that's what they got that's what they wanted a reaction they out of it and what it does is it has a storyline to it now because Roman pinned both Edge and Brian, but he put Edge on top of Brian. So, therefore, did Edge pin him? That's the thing we have to figure out. We don't know. So, it's a storyline that was built. I thought all three guys kicked ass in that match. Same with Well, I actually thought. Hands down. I Absolutely. actually thought. Other than the Fiend, other than the, the Wyatt family versus the Shield, Roman Balor on Raw years ago in the Universal Championship Tournament, I thought that was Roman's best performance. Easily. I thought Edge killed it. I thought Daniel Bryan killed it. And again, whether you loved the, re- the, the, the ending or you hated it, you got a reaction out of it. That's what they want. You want to get people to hate. Kenny Omega is so hated in AEW right now, but he... He, he gets a reaction. That's the thing. Okada for years held the championship. Why do they give him the championship? Because he gets a reaction. He's also the best. He gets a reaction. Roman Reigns gets a reaction. That's mm-hmm. why they let John Cena hold the belt for years. He gets cheered from the little kids, and he gets booed by the adults. You get a reaction. It draws to you, and it makes you want to. Dude, Errol doesn't watch this. Errol knew who Roman Reigns was. That's, that's, that's how much people yeah. know about Roman Reigns. Okay. And so I mm-hmm. give it a C minus to show. Alex, what were your thoughts on the show as a whole? Because it wasn't great, but it no. wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, but I'm going to give it like a, uh, from a, from 1 to 10, I would say a, a 5.2. Okay. A 5.2, yeah. Because uh, that's the a main failure, event, by the way. Yeah, the main event was the main event was the best the best one on night two. And I was very intrigued and very happy to see Edge get back in that moment, that WrestleMania spotlight that he so desired for years after being on the shelf from a an injury that ended his career most that ended his career for a while. And it was amazing to see him get that comeback to get that story. And to, for that to happen full circle for him. And I posted a, a poll on the Off The Mat Twitter. And this is very interesting. Yeah, and I, I said, rate this year's WrestleMania. 23.1% said it was awesome. 41% said it was good. 20.5% said it was okay. And 15.4% said it was poor. And so, I, had, I voted okay. Yeah, I voted most, okay. most people voted o- okay or, or good. Yeah. 
And I, I, it was I, I, terrible, guys. I mean, it was not terrible. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it had. No, it wasn't a, terrible. Twenty nine no, was, was terrible. Yeah, nine was terrible. And nineteen, nineteen was bad. You like you didn't? What? No, no, what? no, 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 no. Maybe 19. twenty, maybe twenty. Yeah. No, it wasn't twenty either. Don't no. say twenty is bad, no. Josh. Alex, no, no, no. Alex, take another roll numbers. You got to go back and look. Nineteen and twenty were rated top, uh, okay. Top the WrestleMania list. So yeah, <laughs> but I want to continue my conversation. So th- the best match yeah. to me, w- as I said, was the Universal Championship match, and uh, to me, the the match that didn't that didn't to me that didn't impress me at all was the uh the match between Big E and uh uh Apollo. Apollo. Yeah. I I I felt like that match was just a throw in. It, it wasn't really and they, they didn't really take time with it story 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 wise. And it just didn't it, it it didn't feel like a WrestleMania matchup to me. And the the other matches that I enjoyed were I did like Rhea Ripley versus Asuka to an extent. But like you said, Josh, it's uh Rhea Ripley, it's she she's she's a good she's a good performer. She's amazing at what she does. Some people some people are mixed about her. Some people think uh she's I not, don't know why. Yeah, people are saying uh she's not ready to be uh, the Raw Women's Champion or things like that. And I don't know why, because she's uh, you've I've seen her matches against uh, against people in the past on NXT. She had a killer match with Charlotte Flair last year in an empty arena in an empty building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And then the one match that I I also enjoyed was uh, let me see, I have the list right in front of me. Uh, the steel the steel cage match was good too. And then the uh, Bad Bunny match, which I was absolutely impressed with. I didn't. To I mean, me, how could you not be? The, yeah. The entertainer. Me, going in, Dude, he me, took all the bumps in the match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just going into the match, I, I, I thought, uh, I don't think uh, Bad Bunny has what it takes to be in a wrestling match. I don't think he's going to live up to the expectation. He pulled out all the stops. He, worked. he sacrificed he worked. his body. He worked. Amy McAfee, the last two celebrities have worked. They've worked out for WWE. Even Shaq. Shaq did a good job when he came in, too. Yeah, Shaq took a For, what he, for his age and for what he, what he is and completely out of shape, he, he so, did a solid job. So for anybody who says, oh, celebrities can't wrestle, they can't do it, uh, yeah. Well, that's not the problem. I don't think people really only have a problem with celebrities coming because of them uh, not doing a good job. I think people have a problem with celebrities coming in because now you had one of the probably the best tag team in WWE in Mrs. Morrison mm-hmm. looking really bad in Mania. Yeah, well, they lost to somebody who who never did this before. Well, it also, it also helped. They made them look like idiots. It That's also, really a problem people have about. It's supposed to. Well, first off, I think the Miz is one of the most overrated talents in wrestling. I will go on air and say that I can care less. Well, think about this guy. I think overall the tag team they're one of the better ones in WWE, and I don't think WWE has a very great tag team division. I think it's pretty poor. Mm-hmm. When you have uh, War Machine as kind of jobbers, yeah, you have a pretty bad tag team division. Well, they came yeah, back last night. Upper tag team division. Yeah, it's, but there's overall, not enough. Been, it's, there's there's just not, just not enough star power. There love isn't. the primetime players, though. Our street profits. I mean, I love the street profits. Love the street profits. <laughs> well, okay. Here's WWE's issue with tag teams. They have this love affair, which building them up and breaking them up. 
Yes. That's what they do. Yeah. But like, look what they did. I I interrupted you to finish. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to uh, – I lost my train of thought. <laughs> that happens. But uh, The Fiend versus Randy Orton, that match, uh, it wasn't for me. It wasn't what I expected. Uh, I expected a full-out brawl similar to the uh, Inferno match, and it just didn't live up to to uh, a WrestleMania expectation. And then the Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens match, that was good. I'll, I'll give Kevin Owens props. Yeah, the Rollins is always yeah. better. Yeah, but uh, you got to at least give Kevin Owens oh, of props course. Listen, for all the stuff he did in that match. Oh, of course, of course. Listen, those those are four guys that I could trust to put on a good match. That's, and then that's, seeing, that's how I am with that. And then, like you said about Cesaro, seeing Cesaro finally get that moment after all those years – uh, it's about time. He, it's well deserved, and I'm looking forward to seeing where his what the future lies ahead for his career, and where 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 WWE goes from there with him. Because I I I I I, I I'm all, I'm thankful that Seth Rollins did that. It was it, it it's giving back, giving back in the wrestling business, and he did the right thing by doing that, and basically selling to Cesaro and having Cesaro go over that way. For sure. So we do have to take a quick break, but when we come back, Lyle Gillen is going to give his input because he's about to go off. Mm -hmm. Maybe with what we said, maybe it's making him have thoughts, maybe different Mm -hmm. thoughts about it. Possibly. We never know. I mean, when I spoke to, when I went on the sports hit list, I went on to a very negative attitude, but um, Carl gave me good insight on how to look at things in a different perspective. And I had to sit back because I was so upset when Roman won. And then I had to sit back and I heard what Carl said. And I said, okay. I let it resonate. And I said, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Now I understand why they did it that way. And then I heard it on uh, Busted Open Monday morning too. And I said, now I hear it even more as to why they did it. So there's a certain reason why they did it. So when we come back, Lyle's going to give his thoughts on WrestleMania. We're going to talk more about it. Don't forget, 9 o'clock, we're going to get to NXT TakeOver. What a killer show that was for the two days. It was awesome. Loved it. We'll be right back. This is Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It, it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Rest in peace. Welcome. Oh, it's true. It's now welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen. A very fast first half hour for sure. It breezed right by. Welcome back to the only wrestling show here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Off the Mat joining you every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Really quick before Lyle goes we got a couple of new things i got my green screen in the back now so you get to see the nice logo in the back alex repping the t-shirt the off the mat t-shirt love it how much did that cost you alex 62 bucks but it was worth it was worth it it was worth it hey if you're happy i'm happy for would you, you leave him alone no I, I will always bust his chops i know trust me well, it's just, a good thing if i bust your chops alex don't worry yeah, trust me, he busts a lot of people's chops. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. So it's okay. Um, it's usually okay. good. 
Yeah. So yeah, usually it's bad. Um, <laughs> so, um, of course, I got loud undisputed error, which no longer exists. They are gone. They're out. I have my Andre the Giant T-shirt on for well, this. Well, he no longer <laughs> exists either. Trust me, Andre the Giant will always exist. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. That's a known fact. All right. So I went. Alex went. It's time for Lau to go. Yes, sir. We'll see what he thinks. Maybe he has a different perspective. Who knows? I, I, I doubt it. I'd be shocked, but we'll see. Go for it. Okay. Now, while we're on break, I took the liberty to open up my phone and I went to Wikipedia and I have all the time breakdowns of every single match from WrestleMania 37. Now, Josh and Alex, I want you guys to do me a quick favor right now while I go into this. And I'm going to ask you questions and I want you to read me off some results sometimes while we do this. Josh, I want you to look up Wrestle Kingdom 15. Okay. And Alex, if you could look up Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom 14 for me. If like 10 years ago, someone told you at WrestleMania 37, Tyler Black and Claudio were going to be having a match at WrestleMania, would you think that it went 11 minutes? No, you wouldn't. You would expect that match to be a half-hour amazing match. Now, Josh, I... I want you to tell me at Wrestle Kingdom 15, what is the most matches, how long do they go for? Which one? Wrestle Kingdom 15. No, no, no matches. that, if you look through it, what did most matches go for at a minimum? I would say between, between 20 and minutes. If Tyler Black and Claudio had a match, at a go for How long do you think they would go? Exactly. And it would be 10 times better than that match that we saw right there. When you have the talent that can go out there and have those memorable matches, you let them go 11 minutes. That just shows what WWE thinks of these guys. That shows what they think of their fans. It's, they act, everyone knows it. They think the fans are stupid as can be. We all know that. Because that's how they treat everybody. Now, what would you say if they had AJ Styles in a crappy tag match that went nine minutes. That would never, ever, ever happen to the phenomenal one. No, it would, that would not. Happen. It would that would not. never happen. That would never happen to him in TNA. That would never happen to him anywhere. The problem I have. Right, really, with, really quick, really quick, Lyle. Sorry, I gotta get to. I, I gotta. I gotta get to the. There's some comments I gotta get to quick, really quick. We have some comments from the fans. Carl writes. Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns, my guess is he's thinking that should be a match together. And then um, Anthony Volforti is the guy I work with at my job. He says, I'd like to see Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. So it seems the themes to be the theme seems to be Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. Let's go back to night two. How, Josh, how long now you guys now you guys both had the Wrestle Kingdom cards for the last few years on your screen. If we told you that El Generico and Kevin Steen were going to be having a match at WrestleMania, how long? Now, I'm using Wrestle Kingdom because that's more recent. And that's going to be about some more time strains that if Ring of Honor had matches, there would be some more times. Yeah, I would have to see their time. How long would you, how long would you say that those matches would go? Would El Generico say- and Kevin Steen in a Ring of Honor match. 
16 to 25 minutes. This match went nine minutes. It went nine minutes. Wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. But you had El Generico and Kevin Steen. Absolutely. And he went nine minutes. And that is a travesty. It now, is. I have said this before. WWE has the best roster in the entire world. But they don't know how to book it. They're the reason why their product is dull crap. And anybody who says this product is good, I will say it. I say it all the time. You're an idiot. I don't care. It's so bad. They are such a terrible product. Look at that Randy Orton Fiend match. That was so horrible. So horrible. But we, Josh, you know what Bray Wyatt can do. We all, all know what the Randy Orton can do. Yeah, exactly. And you had to go five minutes, 50 seconds. The rumor is that Randy Orton's been taking time off. So they had him win. And the Fiend lose. Shouldn't it be the other way? Shouldn't the guy taking time off be losing? Yes. Yes. Exactly. We said so, everybody now, said that, that match was hold on. on the card. Now remember when Wrestling Observer Newsletter they they had a, a, a their fan awards. Remember, it's a fan award, so don't think that any one writer for that network has an opinion over the awards, because if you do, you're biased. Now the fan, they voted The Fiend was the worst gimmick on TV. And they are 100% correct. And you can see that from what they did for a last while with Randy Orton. You can see what, the, ever since the Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins, he has been the worst character in wrestling. He came in on fire. And I said this to you, Josh, I take that break time. They're pushing him up there way too soon. They're pushing him up there way too soon. Now look how horrible it is. I don't know what they're doing with him. Randy Orton was supposed to win that match until, like, day before. This entire show could have been the best WrestleMania ever. If I had to give it overall, I would say it would be a, a 6 out of 10, which isn't good. It's average. Mm-hmm. There were some things I really liked. I, I liked the Bobby Lashley Drew match um, for one reason. Um, because I fully expected Drew to win. And they let Lashley win. I, I assumed they were feeding Lashley to Drew. And they did not do that. I liked what they did. I enjoyed that. Um, and Speedy is 100% correct, by the way, about Andre the Giant being legendary because he was in The Princess Bride. That is true. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I do disagree a little bit. Rhea Ripley versus Oscar, I think, was solid. Now, I said this the last two weeks. I thought the match I was looking forward to the most was Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, and they delivered. I yeah, loved that match. I thought, I thought it was great. And Josh, you can remember when I hated Bianca Belair. I like her now. I you mean, Sam was... Roberts insulted her in the same arena from the pre-show. Um, <laughs> he said she couldn't go. Say, um, the, fir- the better night was definitely night one. Yeah, And then I'm night surprised. two went, went, went to dog shit. It really did. I, I, I'm looking at this card right now. Sheamus versus Riddle. It was 10 minute. 10 minute match. Uh, that's a match I forgot to mention. I actually did like that match, though. That it was the, solid for it what was, it was. The, the this, is, this is my problem. This is my kick. problem with WWE. They have the ability to have memorable matches, matches from the opener to the end. Every single pay per view. But. Who the hell is going to remember a 10-minute match? Absolutely no, no I, I, I agree with Lyle. Absolutely. Everything you're saying now, is 
on point and some of it to an extent. But now, you're, you're... What, this is what people criticize, and it's the small percentage of people who only watch WWE who really say this. They say that the long matches are too long, they complain, they cry, they will moan, and blah, 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 blah. shut the hell up. Josh, what are the most memorable matches you have ever seen? I can now I'll ask you the same question. Go I for it, Alex. You have to, oh, Go for it. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. How long do you think that match went for? Probably 30 minutes. Okay, yeah. when was the last time we saw a match? Remember those matches where it was year after year after year with Shawn Michaels? No, the one on Shawn Michaels was, was like Shawn Michaels with Ric Flair. Shawn Michaels with the two and Taker. We don't have this phenomenal quality of match anymore for WrestleMania. It's so memorable. I mean, and the match years. I think of for a WrestleMania, I think of is always the match that I look back at. That the one that I always tell people if they're not a wrestling fan to check it out for the first match to watch is to me Brett versus Owen. Brett versus Owen. Yes, you have. How do you watch it? How long does it get match one for? Oh, it had to be. And you watched it a few times. It had to be twenty plus. Exactly. It was the best opening. You have the talent. Nobody to top it. Let's look back over the years of WrestleMania. The most memorable, memorable matches. They only go 20 plus 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And now you had matches that could be those phenomenal, memorable matches that you're just going to go back and watch. It was WrestleMania just to see that one match on Peacock. I almost said the network. And you gave El Generico and Kevin Steen nine minutes. Really quick, Anthony Anthony also writes back. He says, what, he says on the comment, he says, another match memorable, Hogan versus The Rock. I one. agree. Yeah, that was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. I think if I lo- remember looking at that in the past, that went just under twenty minutes. It's fine, though. Yeah, it's you a memorable match. Yes, but, Everybody, but those are two guys who are not going to have. It's up there. They're not going to. It's it's up there for one reason, and not because the two men in the ring. It's because of the people no. outside the ring. Absolutely. That's why that match is so memorable. Mm-hmm. Seeing it on Hulk Hogan's. Um, I think it was Hulk Hogan's DVD. He said, if you pause that match and you just watch it, it's not that great. I'm paraphrasing for the most part, but he's right. That's what made that match special was the crowd. Yeah. I have said this well, many, many, many times. And Errol, if you were watching, I am sorry to hurt your feelings, but Hulk Hogan is an absolutely terrible professional wrestler. And the only thing he did good was get the crowd. From a wrestling standpoint, he was god-awful. Josh, you can agree with that. I yeah, think Alex can agree with that, too. And the, my problem, and it's a big, 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 I think, reflection on the company itself. And I asked this before. Remember, there were a few years in a row, you had Shawn Michaels versus Angle. You had Shawn Michaels versus Cena. You had Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. You had yeah, Shawn yeah. Michaels versus Taker. You had all these matches year after year after year. Michael's and it Jericho. wasn't only those guys. Yeah, yeah, you had Michael Jericho. You had uh, CM Punk versus Undertaker. You had um, the Seth Rollins Triple H. That match was... Yes, you had... Yeah. Every year, you had memorable matches. Yes. In the last, like, three or four years, you haven't had that. No, you haven't. You haven't really had that. Last year, we there, were, there was another match. I, I, I want to say it was... Um, And, and I'm sorry if you're out there and I'm confusing you. I still do call Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, Jericho, and Steen. 
because I've watched them for so long, and that's who they are. Yeah. Um, I it's think a- it was. I think they had a match last year too. Uh, Generico, not seen, and it was versus. Uh, I want to say it was Daniel Bryan. If I, I don't remember last year's Mania very much. Which one? But you said Bryan. Hold on, hold on. Let, oh, Brian, I don't remember last year's WrestleMania off the top of my head. Brian Kofi was another one. Mm-hmm. When you want to think memorable. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll give you Kofi. credit for that one. Yep. How long did that go for? Ah, uh, top of my head, I would think between fifteen and twenty minutes, but it was more of the uh, of the way everything unfolded. What happened in the memory and having it last? And it, it's that match should have ended the show. I, I understand. It's not just a well. I mean, look when you have Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch in the, in the same ring. I yeah. mean, we had. We had Kevin Castle on our show last week, and he said the reason why that match ended is because you have the biggest name in women's MMA wrestling in Ronda Rousey. You have the most over wrestler right now, men's or women's side, Becky Lynch, and you had the best women's mm-hmm. wrestler on the planet in Charlotte Flair. That's why that match ended the show. There's a reason why that. You had those three together. I, I, I agree with you. The thing is, it's not just about the match. I get what you're saying. To me, it's not even just about the match. No, it's... It's not what happens also... It's also the, the it's also and, the fans. That what happens after the match because you look at it this way: even WrestleMania 10 was Yokozuna versus Bret Hart the best match. No, no. Well, no. what was memorable about it was after the match was over was Bret celebrating with the roster, and who comes out to call him out on a championship opportunity? Owen. That's that's the memory that you want to stick with you know what i'm saying something like it's little creative things like that that but okay even set the 31 even set the 31 with brock and roman okay seth was in the match for maybe two or three minutes all right wasn't that the case but what do you remember you remember seth with the face jumping in the, the, the money the yeah that was the first time that ever I happened though working hysterical <laughs> That, the first that was the first like time that, that ever happened. You're right. That was the first time someone ever questioned at WrestleMania. Absolutely. And I'm trying to compare this to years past. And yours compared to years past, too. Yes. Those matches in the past are memorable. The last couple of years, there really aren't many memorable matches. There really aren't. No, they're not. There used to be that, that match. It's just what it's like with WWE now. The, the product is terrible. You're right. It's terrible. Absolutely, it's awful. It's awful. And I'm gonna go back. To, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to what Chris Jericho said on his show that he had with Steve Austin, which we'll touch more on later. Um, but remember what he said? He was planning his his match with Kenny Omega at the Tokyo Dome, and they're planning it out. And he asked Kenny Omega, "Do we have to run this by anybody?" And Kenny was confused and said, "No, no, we just go out there and do it. We're all, we all make this show. We all part of it. We go out there and do it." And Chris Jericho said that's when he started falling in love with wrestling again. WWE, and you can go back a while ago. I can remember it was just such a different product and a different feel to it. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I, I think. Go back a couple they, years. Did they used to give their guys more control in the ring? Is that how that used to be? Is that why it was a more of a memorable product? I think it was, it, it was certain guys that Vince. I it's think certain guys have been like, 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 yeah. like Rock and Cena at 28. 
I can guarantee you he gave those two full control. I meant before that. Something Wait, had to have happened the that changed. Okay. Something happened that changed where Vince stopped letting guys where it started. I think That's you could where it really started tell. falling off. That's where it started. No, I can tell you what it was. I can 100% tell you what it was, and I think this has a part in it. I think one of the reasons, I may be wrong, it could be with what happened in WCW where they gave out their contracts and they gave out creative control to those guys. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you give out those creative controls to Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hollywood Hogan, these guys, Randy Savage. Yeah, they got too big. Too You're right. That could be they got too big. They got too political. That's done. That's why he's too but, scared to do it now. Now, you look back, though, and... But who is really massively over? I can't think of anybody over right now. Nobody. No. Now Zero. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Now if Kevin Castle watches this and I I couldn't make it. I think uh, was it last week or the week before? It was I don't last week. But anyway, it was last week. But I'm gonna combat combat him or uh, what's the correct word? Well, I'm rebuttal. I so think I'm gonna that. rebuttal something. I'm gonna rebuttal something he said on on Twitter. He said that Kenny Omega is not a drug. And I'm going to rebuttal that, that when you compare it to the entire industry, Kenny Omega is one of the biggest draws today in professional wrestling. He had the largest selling pay-per-view, non-WWE pay-per-view since 1999. He had Impact, I think, had their highest ever pay-per-view sales, pay-per-view that he headlined. You, now, first off, why do people act like New Japan, or Japan in general, is this, like... B level place for professional wrestling when it's ten times bigger over there than it is over here, and it's not one person. I mean, this is like majority of people in North America who only watch WWE. When you tell them that someone got over in Japan, they're like, "Oh well, it's Japan. It's not North America." Okay, they treat it like a real sport over there. Okada is their LeBron James. That's literally how big he is over there. He's so big over there that he carried the Olympic torch. Mm-hmm. If that happened here, that would be LeBron. That would be someone of that scale. You're telling me that because someone got over in Japan, they're not as big in a wrestling industry? No, that's a huge thing. Wrestling is so much more bigger over there than it is over here. You can go over there, they come over here and have the highest pay-per-view sales for a non-WWE show since 1999. Where 1999, what was the biggest non-WWE show, Josh? And that was, it was WCW. And what was their weekly ratings even in 1999? It was oh, millions. It was millions. And they had the highest pay-per-view sales since then? And you tell me that's not a draw? They had such high pay-per-view sales that their pay-per-view went off the air during the main event between Goldberg and DDP, and that's where the downfall started. God. <laughs> Halloween Havoc? Oh, God. Oh, I remember watching it, and I went, what just happened? But that was, I remember Eric Bischoff, he was, he was talking about that on uh, one of his documentaries. He said they forgot to tell the networks that they were going to be going over their time. I don't know how you forget that, but I understand. But yeah, I I agree with Lyle. This is my point. Now, who in WWE can make that big of an impact? I'm going to tell you right now, I think if Roman Reigns went to Impact, went to AEW, went to New Japan, he wouldn't have that big big of of an impact. He wouldn't because you want to wonder one reason why? Because he won't be Roman Reigns. No, he wouldn't have that name. You have a di- totally have that name. Name, totally that different character. I do like yeah. his badass character, though. His I do. However, character. and I said this back then on Takedown Breakdown, I wanted him to come back as Joe and Noah and do the same gimmick. That would have been better. 
and more fitting for for the gimmick than Roman Reigns because that's not a Samoan name. Joe, I know I would bid a more a better fit. It's a more uh, respectable name in the industry because it'll last in. It has that more of a uh, a big factor, but you know WWE didn't do it for one reason. They can't trademark his name. They no. can't trademark that, and he can't go somewhere else. That's why John Cena. He can go to AEW and still be called John Cena because his actual name is John Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just WWE is their own thing, and you want to sit there and say no one will ever become as big as WWE. You're 100 correct. Yeah, for one reason, it's because they have the mainstream name. No one will ever be as big as them. No, no one will ever be as big as WWE because WWE is they all they see them they see themselves as the king of the wrestling industry. That's how they see themselves. Their problem is that they don't they don't listen to guys and they don't recognize what they need to do to change things. They don't listen to their talent. Their yeah. talent is extremely experienced. They can, they can go out there and have a three-minute match, and it can be memorable as can be. But you know what? Vince has his little pet peeves about professional wrestling. You can't be called professional wrestling. You can't say hospital. No, you, no, you're right. You're right. He Like, it's it's not, not a listening wrestling to talent, movie. Not listening to fans, just not listening to anybody in general, and not thinking outside the box to be well, creative. I, I, I don't agree with the fans part, because... Most fans don't understand. No, they don't. You're right to an extent. So Most fans don't really the get the talent it. is there. They know what to do. Mm-hmm. You can look at Chris Jericho. He left WWE, and he's still just as big because he's doing what he knows what to do. Because mm-hmm. he Tell knows what Kevin Owens, El- Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, or El Generico, or Sami Zayn. They can't go out there and have a 30 minute match where they know what the hell they're doing. Well, this even looks like I mean, this even looks I mean, we got to we, 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 we go to break in a second. But, yeah, uh, but I want to finish on that. Yeah, go. Off what go, go to me, if they if they if if Vince gave Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens some control in that match, I bet you, I kid you not, that match would be a five star match. 100%. Absolutely. But, Same thing with Claudio Tyler Black. Well, I, I'll finish it with this before we go to break. You could go back to it. It's a couple years ago when they had Shinsuke and AJ in that match, and everything happened and stuff like that. But I mean, that's it. Could have been one of the best matches of all time. Yep, I and agree. They put too much control into it. That is the prime example of what I'm saying. And by the way, I want to say one more time: if you are out there calling other companies WWE like, go look at this pay per view. It's literally Ring of Honor slash TNA White. Really quick, and now we're gonna break. He says, "He says there are fans of wrestling, and then there are fans of wrestling." So I guess he, he's talking. No, about- no, there are there are fans of wrestling, and then there are fans of WWE who are sports entertainment fans. There are is a major difference. I said it before. WWE is not professional wrestling. WWE is sports entertainment. The difference is that they don't make their company a professional wrestling company. They don't treat oh, it like professional well, wrestling. So go look at all the um, companies out there: New Japan, AEW, Ring of Honor. Those are wrestling companies. They focus on wrestling. So we're going to do a quick break. When we come back, I think all three of us can agree on this. NXT TakeOver was awesome. Oh, it yeah. was very good. It, if it was yeah, awesome, I, then you are lost. It was, it was a blast. Phenomenal. Was we will get into all of that when we come back right here 
on Off the Mat here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. TikTok. Are you ready? Now welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on Off the Mat here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. 203 903 8271 is the number to reach us at. Trust me, it's go, it's a great show so far. It's really speeding by. So we've done our WrestleMania recap. Um here's what we're gonna get into now. And this is going to be a fun thing. We're gonna talk about NXT Takeover, stand and delivered. And boy, did they stand and deliver on what they promised for sure on both nights. I thought both nights were phenomenal. I thought they were great. You're seeing some new blood come in here and take over um, on the on 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 the show. I, I, you're getting that. You're getting that now with Karrion Cross as the new heavyweight champion. You're seeing that Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai had a great match, and Raquel really stood out strong in this match. I, I gotta say. I- I, I doubted her going into this, and I've said it many times, but she impressed me. She did. She was. She really was good. She was phenomenal. She stuck up to what she's been doing the last few months. She's built herself up this way. And you had MSK now being the tag team champion. So, again, you're getting some fresh faces. Johnny Gargano is still the um, the North American champion after beating Bronson Reed, which, by the way, I did like the idea of Bronson Reed winning that match. I really did. I'm a big fan of Bronson Reed. I think he has a really bright future for sure. Um, I think I said it last week, Alex. um, You compared him to Vader a little bit, and I said, I see some Bam Bam Bigelow. And Kev said, I see a little bit of both. When you look at the two Uh two together, um, I thought this was a perfect, perfect – Takeover. This was one of the best takeovers I've seen. Oh yeah, by I, far. I, I, yeah, I it definitely was. Okay. It's definitely number one on the list. I, 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 I personally, I can't. <laughs> I'm biased. I can't put it past the uh, takeover in New York, which being Josh went to, where they had Gargano and Cole. I can't. That match was probably the best NXT match ever. So I can't put it above that. But I'm biased on that one. But I would. I I do agree. Over. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal. One of the best shows they ever put on. I thought, yeah. I mean, look, I, and I agree with you. And by the way, I'll, I'll even take it up a notch further. I thought that was the best, the best match of that entire WrestleMania weekend. That includes the G One show, that includes Media, that includes Takeover. I thought the Gargano Cole match was the best match that entire weekend. Dave Meltzer gave it the best rating of any of those matches. All of those matches combined from all those shows that weekend. Mm-hmm. He never does that, giving it uh, that. So, but um. I- Josh, I do want to give props to MSK for their performance in that triple threat tag team match. That was a unbelievable match because this team was really put to the test against hard hitting tag teams, very well known tag teams like the Grizzled Young Veterans and Legato Del Fantasma. And they just did not give up. They kept going. Nash Carter was throwing everything he had in that match. So was Les Wesley. And 
I'm very happy for them. And uh, Nash Carter, his story about his father, uh, it, it's it's emotional, but it makes sense because Nash Nash Carter, every ever since he was a kid, and uh, ever since he he started being a wrestling fan, and this was his dream. He wanted to become a champion and a, a full time wrestler in NXT. And him and his 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 friend and tag team partner have come full circle, and they, they are now the NXT tag team champions. So I'm very I'm very interested to see who's going to step up next in line to challenge. Re- really quick, I want to get to the comments. This is from Snug Hat. Uh, Speedy, you're going to have to get in here for a second because this involves you. Um, it's, pretty, <laughs> it, it's pretty funny, actually. So, uh, Speedy, you want to come on for a second? Whenever you want. Okay. He said, I once saw Speedy do the Shooting Star Press to finish. I'm guessing he wrote Earl, but I think he meant Errol in a match. It was epic. Is that a true story? I don't know what the shooting star thing is that you're referring to, Snug, but (laughs) I'm sure I've done whatever you're referring to on occasion, and yeah, (laughs) we'll go with that. Thank you, Speedy. I appreciate that. I just had to get you involved in that because your name was dropped. Thank you, Snug. Thanks for listening. But um, I agree with Alex really quick going back to uh, TakeOver. Um, always got to give a shout to Speedy P, man. Does so much work for the network. He really does. Does uh, a great job. Um, MSK winning, I thought, was the right decision. I really yeah, it was. See, I, I want to see the rivalry between them and the Grizzly Young Vets. I think we are going. Yes, please. I, uh, I, I want to get the Grizzly Young Vets win. Yeah, it has to happen. I want, I want Grizzly Young Vets. Well, I will say this. I thought it was something that was really good. I'm excited for it. I think it's something that's going to be... They are trying to recreate their tag team division, which was once their stronghold. Uh And a lot of those tag teams have gone and called up, and they're trying to replenish, as they said. Yeah, they're trying to put in fresh faces. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they're trying to do. And and bringing in MSK... As of late, they've done a very good job. They have, and you have Imperium there now. They, they've taken over yeah. some of the – even even Breezango going back to NXT was now, a awesome decision, I thought. I want your guys' opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Do you think they did that as an effect to compete? Because they were on Wednesdays forever to compete with, with AEW's tag team division. Mm. Alex, go. Uh – I would say so, but now that they have their own night, Tuesday night, I think this will give them more opportunity to focus on building their tag team division more often. Because if you remember, it was always the same tag teams. You had Brizango, Legato mm-hmm. Del Fantasma competing a lot in the same or similar matches. And then you had Undisputed Era thrown into there a little bit. So I, I, I'm, I'm like, I like that they are changing things, trying to make things better and make things stronger for the yellow brand. Now, one thing that, based off that reforming their tag division, they tagged the Dusty Cup. And majority of people on Twitter were getting tired of watching it because every episode was very tag team heavy. So I find it very odd that they're trying so hard to redo their entire tag team division. They just did a tag team tour not too long ago. It didn't get over very well. 
It was still good, but Snuckat says shout out to Speedy Petey. He's the man. So there you go. Snuckat loves you, Speedy. So is is uh Speedy talking to himself in the chat? Oh God. What were you saying while <laughs> about this thing? God, you're so what were you saying about the thing? Um I want your guys' opinion on what is different between how they were doing it this time and how they tried to do the Dusty Cup and it didn't get over for re- really rebuilding the tag division. So what do you guys think is different on how they can really get people in? If they have to build the only real way to bring it in and rebuild the tag division is by showing it more. Mm-hmm. Giving, well, well, giving tag teams more opportunities creatively and physically in matches to build themselves up. I think what it comes down to is this. I think what NXT was trying to do for months and months and months was they were they were constantly putting singles wrestlers with other singles wrestlers and trying to get that together. I mean, it did it with the um, – with Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle, which I actually did like that tag team. I, do, I really did I, like I love them, man. They were great. They were awesome. The, they were the, uh, what are they called? The, uh, the Bro Stallions? Or? Bro Stallions. That's what they were. I thought it was good. I love Something Matt like Riddle. That. And Matt Riddle, I love Matt Riddle. I mean, to me, but but and of course, you know how I am live with Pete Dunne. I mean, I, 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 Pete Dunne's one of my favorites. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's you're in love with him. Um, when it comes to, I think what they're also doing is they're expanding. Now they're bringing over talent from NXT UK. They're bringing mm-hmm. Storm over. They're bringing over Imperium, Grizzle Young Vets. So they're expanding on their roster with already assets that they have on NXT just over in the UK. So now what they're able to do is, is to take that talent, showcase it more on the American channel, and let those fans get acclimated with what they're doing. Because you saw it again in the Dusty class. You know, you saw Champa and Timothy Thatcher. Right, they're put together randomly. It's a random tag team. It's, you know, I didn't mind it. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was good. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it looks a little like, what's going on here? What are we doing? You, you guys uh, will be surprised. I love the, the Trump and Thatcher. Well, uh, you will be surprised by this. What do you think the rating was for this match on uh, MSN? On what? Just going off your head. What do you think? What was the rating on? What'd you for, say? For- the MSK uh, triple threat oh. tag. Oh, the rating. No what idea. It was. What do you mean, like star? Do you mean star? Star. Is star it by, is it, now it's just by Mel. Oh. This is by uh, MSN Sports. Oh, by MSN. No, you you always gotta go by Meltzer, man. <laughs> well, what no, do you Meltzer or, or, or Cage Match? Yes, I agree. Yeah, true. What, what, what about what, what, what is that? A five stars, Alex? Uh, they gave it four stars. Nice. That's a nice rating. Yeah, it is. Because also no, yeah, rating. There was a there was a third tag team. Um, Legado del Fantasma was in that match too. Let's yep. not forget that. Yeah, and actually, two weeks ago on this show, Alex said a match he really wanted to see for the tag team championships was Legado del Fantasma versus MSK versus Grizzled Young Vets. And they he gave it to him. Wanted to see that, and they gave it to him, and he was happy. So, about what it. did you think about your gift, Alex? Uh, I appreciated it. I thought it was it was a it was a it was a matchup. It was a great matchup. It, I love you, Alex. It, it, so it felt it felt you are right. the best. It felt it felt it felt right for the card, and it felt right for WWE and, and NXT Takeover. Well, let, there's other matches we got to get to. Um, Absolutely. 
let's get let's talk about um because I think there's about th- there's a couple more. What, really quick, what do you think of Devlin and um uh, Escobar with the ladder match? Uh, I feel like it was okay for a ladder match. I yeah, thought so there sure there should there should have been more physicality involved because in ladder matches you get more physicality you get people jumping off ladders sacrificing their body and putting themselves on the line throughout the whole match we didn't get a lot of that during that match it was more on the ground striking and uh technical wrestling so i so i just wanted to get your quick thoughts on what that was i mean i thought it was okay i mean it could have been better but of course, the bigger matches were EO and Raquel Gonzalez. And I'm curious what Lyle's thoughts are because I know Lyle did not think Raquel was ready for it. And that's fine. Sometimes, you know, listen, Sam Roberts, once again, he crapped on Bianca Belair right before a takeover and said she wasn't good enough to be on the card. And now she's winning the SmackDown Women's Championship in the main event of Night One at WrestleMania. So it shows what he knows. But. I thought Raquel Gonzalez, and I've said this for months and months, I said this girl is talented. Mm-hmm. She is a phenomenal competitor. She's got the size, but she's got the ability. And the power and the strength. In the ring and the power. And, mm-hmm. of course, you get that with EO's way of doing her matches, which is high-flying, risk-taking, doing different things. I thought it meshed really perfectly. Lyle, your thoughts on that match? Now, I will start off by saying, um, I'm a man, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I was wrong about <laughs> I was wrong about Gonzalez. She did a very, very, very good job. Uh, and this one I have a very hard time saying Josh, you were right. Um, but no, I, I was very um happy with that match. I thought they did a great job. I think EO is definitely the better talent. Um of course. I'm interested to see if she goes to the main roster and where she goes. Uh, but then that opens up the, the same issue that NXT repeatedly has, where they they have this formula that is terrible for TV, where they build talent just to lose them. And I said it before, it's a terrible formula that won't go anywhere. So they're going to be losing this great talent. Now, who else? Because now Dodge is going to be taking that spot. Who else is coming up to be another star? I feel like now they signed a crap ton of women recently. Yeah, they did. They like, went out there and took them all. Who do you guys think could come out there and become the next star in their division? I think it could be Priscilla Kelly. Um, she still has some Which, by the her. way. Yeah, but I think her look, yeah. what her look, because in WWE, if you're attractive, you can go extremely far. People said the same thing about Alexa Bliss when she first worked in the main roster. She wasn't the best in the ring, but she's great. She's probably one of the most over females in the main roster right now. I don't think since she got called up. Yeah. But I want to know who you guys think could be the next one to really be the standout star for NXT Women Division? Because if EO goes up, this is on that basis, by the way. Uh, If I had to pick somebody that could run... Well, I, I, w- I would like to see Shotzi Blackheart, but she's tag team 
she's a, I love Shotzi. She's a tag team champion, but it doesn't mean they can't do it. I, I think it would be a great mm-hmm. idea to have her be a double champion and run with that, not with not just with the NXT tag titles, but also the NXT Women's Championship. And I think that uh, NXT needs to give Shotzi a chance, a, a, a start, some, some way to uh, grow on this ability and show what she's able to do in the ring against somebody who has a lot of size, a lot of power mm-hmm. and strengths like uh, Raquel Gonzalez. I got a name for you. Um, I'll give you Taya Valkyrie. They just signed Ooh, her. I forgot about her. I forgot about her. They just oh, signed her. I, I just forgot all about her. She's training yep, at the performance right, center right now. Ah, but she had a promo, if you saw, at on TakeOver. And she uh-huh. is somebody that, if you didn't yep. watch Impact, she is obviously married to John Morrison. We know this. She's uber talented, but her personality is since is it's it's perfect for NXT. You know, I gotta say, I feel really bad for Luchasaurus. He lost all his friends. Yes, he did. <laughs> and if you don't, if you don't get the re- the reference, yeah. in real life, Luchasaurus is extremely good friends with John Morrison and Ty Valkyrie. They've been on BTE a couple times, uh, but it's – I was making a joke. Yeah. Continue, Josh. <laughs> but Kaya <laughs> Valkyrie is one. Uh, we know The Rock's the Rock's daughter, I believe. I haven't heard anything about her from a, long, for a long time. But she's training now. She is training. I think they're setting her up. She's training. That's another one. Avery Taylor, who I know wrestled on the end. But even – yeah. But even, even like it could be like even like an Indy Hartwell, mm-hmm. she do, like she's uber talented. She can do uh, something. She's somebody that I think when you look at yeah. it in the big picture, you know. I mean, you have Tony Storm. I mean, it's like you, you, you have already. Yes, they do. Play, you have pieces in place, and I'm yeah. wondering with Raquel, is she now going to be so over? That she becomes like a face champion. I'm kind of curious with how that goes because she's going, she's so over right now and the fans love her that it's like, where does creative go with this? But I want to get to other things because we're running short on time here. Mm-hmm. We have two other big matches we got to get to. I, I actually, the match that was the best of, of TakeOver Night 2 was Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. That yeah, was that's what I, I was going to get to that for sure. I mean, what were your thoughts, Alex, on that Balor Cross? I thought it was a very physical match. I liked that Finn Balor added new elements to the, to the match and really took it to Karrion Cross, put Karrion Cross in positions he's never been in before in the squared circle, and really challenged Karrion Cross to use different, to go outside the box, think of different ways to battle back against Finn Balor in a matchup like that. And it worked solidly. It paid off for both both of them. And props to both of these athletes because they put on a hell of a show. For me, I mean, I look at it this way. It's in the sense of with Balor, I think we all knew Cross was going to win. Um, That was it, I think. Everybody knew he was going to win. Yeah, everyone knew. Now it's just a matter of where they go forward with, are they going to continue the feud with Balor? Are they going to go in another direction with who's going to check? I'm curious in the future who's going to beat Cross 
that's who I'm more yeah, I'm wondering about. that too. I can tell you right now, Kyle O'Reilly is get, is getting a rocket strapped to his back. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Time to go. Oh, yeah. This is what you wanted. You've been wanting this for a while. You're no longer in uh, Red Dragon anymore. That's done. That's over with. It's over. Mm-hmm. The industry is done. It's time to go get it. I'm wondering if a guy like Bronson Reed is another Bron- one to look oh, at. That say, would be good. Bronson do you Reed. think that Cole goes up to the main roster now? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I think and he's going to take time off. How do you think that's going to work out? <sighs> with Cole? NXT, NXT does not have a great track record. Because he's, he's kind of small, though. What Wolfens do is that he has a track record of taking guys from NXT and not doing the right thing with them. I, just, I, I, I don't think he will mess it up. No, I don't but think you know so what? either. He's, he's messed up on the stuff that's been shocking. I agree. I think he's got such accolades already. In it. I mean, look. When Shawn Michaels won the championship, was Shawn Michaels the biggest guy in the company? I mean, look. You're no, talking, he wasn't. That was, was unprecedented at the time. Yeah, I mean, look. You had Psycho Sid, Diesel, Ahmed Johnson, Undertaker, all these main big superstars out yeah. there already. But then you had guys like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels who weren't the biggest of guys main eventing matches. So I think when you see it in that way, it's almost like, you know, you look at the history that he what he's done. You you can't mess about him, Cole. Especially when you go back to a live crowd because he's going to be so over. It's like look at Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Okay, Daniel Bryan is he the biggest guy? No, but the crowd no. was so over with him that Vince said, okay, all right, I, I can't do Batista versus Orton. It's clearly not going to work at thirty. The crowd's not going to like it. Well, like, I agree with you, Josh. There's so many routes they could go with Cross. You got people like. Isaiah Swerve Scott, you got Bronson Reed, you got Kyle O'Reilly, you got Roderick Strong. You got so many people that you could mix into be the next challenger to face Karrion Cross so or the NXT I'm going to say my opinion. I'm not the biggest fan of Isaiah Swerve Scott, but that's because I think his gimmick is not set up to be from, not set up for longevity. I, I agree. I hate it when they do that to guys. I hated No Way Jose because that was a gimmick that was a terrible, terrible <clears throat> gimmick because it wasn't enough for longevity. At least Austin Aries beat him at TakeOver. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, at least anybody beat him. Um, what a big douchebag he is. But here's the thing. No Way Jose was very talented. He had yeah. an actual gimmick and he probably <laughs> yeah. would have went somewhere. So that that's the thing that I hate about sometimes about uh, I'll say old wrestling promotions, actually. I'm not going to just single out WWE on this one. They give guys who are talented a gimmick that can't, they can't go anywhere with. Yeah. I think WWE is guilty of this more than anybody else, but yeah, go for it. Alex. You're right about Isaiah Swerve Scott, though. His gimmick, it, it doesn't get a, a crowd reaction. It doesn't get enough attention. It needs to be something that's going to grab the audience and pull them in. If, if 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 a story or a gimmick is not doing that and living up to expectations, it's not going to work. Now, the, what's his name? Um, he's from Evolve. Stallion, Kurt Stallion. That's his name. He's a guy I think could become a major name in NXT. He's you know who we never thought of? You know who we never said? La Knight. Yeah. We did not. We, like, I don't like the name. I don't, no, like, I don't like the name. I, I, I hate, hate the name. The name. Oh, no, the name, the name. Listen, the name is awful, but you can. But here's the thing. You can't deny the, the sound of Eli Drake. 
if the name is terrible, it's part of that's part of the whole gimmick and everything. You have a terrible name, you're restricting everything. I mean, they couldn't. Why? I don't know why. Why? I probably maybe. And for the same reason I said before, is it his real name? Well, maybe it was just because maybe. Well, maybe it was. Look, why couldn't Cody use Cody Rhodes for the longest time? It was copyrighted. Rhodes was copyrighted by WWE. You know, so it's almost like if maybe Impact or NWA trademarked Eli Drake, he can't use Eli Drake. Well, it's a business. It's the way. Yeah, it's a business thing. Impact, I know. It came out after the Matt Hardy thing. They had in all their contracts that the talent owned the names. And that's why Matt Hardy was able to win. I believe, if I remember correctly, the rights to the Broken Universe because he was the one who created it. Um, I, I think off the top of my head, WWE is really the only one that trademarked everybody's names. Uh, Alex might be able to know more about this one part than me, but in the indie scene, I don't think any other companies really that do that. No, there's no other any other trademarks. I don't think AEW does that. No, they don't. They they allow people to come if they if they they allow people to use their names from different promotions when they come over to AEW. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we will leave it at that because we have to go to break. But when we come back, we still got one more half hour left of the show. We are going to get into AEW, and we're going to get into all of what has gone down this week and everything of AEW. Um, we'll get to that. We'll do a little MOW, and then we will get into our finishing move. And then that's a wrap on the WrestleMania episode of Off the Mat. We'll be right back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the worst town I've ever been in. Los Ingobernables! Everybody's got a price. The champ is here! Now welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the last half of the only wrestling show here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Off the Mat. I'm Josh Silverberg, of course, with Alex Lowe's and Lyle Gillen. And when you're done listening and watching us, uh, if you recorded it tonight, tonight was NXT's debut. Yep. On the debut. I've heard some Go mixed things. I've, I've heard from our guest on next week, John Alba, that it hasn't been the greatest show. So hopefully when I watch it, I completely disagree with uh, him. So I'm not – I don't spoil things. Um, I've just seen on Twitter and I recorded. I'm going to go back and watch it. It looks phenomenal. Just saying. And I think this is going to put a, a big sigh of relief on NXT and both AEW because now instead of trying to outwork one another, they can focus on just – their shows and their mm-hmm. products. I agree. It's the best for both parties. Really quick, here's how you could listen to us and other shows. Here, you download our app. What do you do? You have, if you have an iPhone, you go to the Apple Store. You type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Store. You type in Worldwide Sports. Download the app. It is free. You can check out our articles, our show schedules, um, all the good stuff that we have going on in the network. Also, check out Worldwide Sports Radio. 
www.ghostbusters.com. Everything is awesome. It's great. It's one of the best websites out there. I'm telling you, you guys and girls are going to enjoy it. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, you name it. We are on it. Of course, if you also want to call into the show, 203-903-8271. 203-903-8271. If you don't want to call in, you can always just message us. I will get back to your comments on the Facebook comment section. Of course, we always want to hear from you, the fans. You also have our Twitters. Speed, if you want to put our Twitters also on the ticker, if you can, please. Um, there's our Twitters right there, right off the mat, WWSRN. And you can personally twit- tweet us at Show Slows, at Lyle OTM, and at Josh Silverberg. It's that simple. It's awesome. And it's easy. We want to hear you. We want to engage with you. That's how good everything is. And, of course, Alex has the website, which... I will let him plug right now since he did create it. So go for it, Alex. Yep. It's the Off the Mat WWSRN website that is in our Twitter bio at Off the Mat WWSRN on Twitter. And the link is right there. Feel free to check it out. We have a lot on our website, including a contact page. Also, we have a show archive. We also have a show and pay per view listing. So feel free to check those things out. And yes, and of course, I believe we also have a guest list as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so there is a guest list. Uh, John Alba, who is going to be joining us next week here on Off the Mat. He's going to recap everything WrestleMania, NXT, AEW, all that he's going to talk about with us. A lot going on. Let's get into AEW because we really haven't had a chance to get into it tonight because it's been basically mostly WWE and NXT, rightfully so. They deserve the praise. It is their biggest show of the year. And you can make the case it's the biggest show in the wrestling business. But AEW is here. So now we just had Wrestle Kingdom. That's done. WrestleMania. That's done. Now the next big show coming up on the wrestling platform is Double or Nothing for AEW. Because that's their biggest show. Yep. So when we look at it, a lot going on this past week. Um, I'll let... I'll, I'll let Lyle go first in this one. What stood out to you the most with what happened with AEW this week? Um, I thought overall it was a solid show. The one thing I liked is I didn't go out of their way to try and have a phenomenal card to put to try and draw viewers away from TakeOver. They just continued with their path, with, with what they were trying to do. Um, but one thing that really I wanted to talk about was, and a lot of people, they didn't talk highly of it and didn't, Mm-hmm. Like it, and then think of the proper reaction on Twitter was the Young Bucks turn. Now, I want to stop and talk about a few points of that entire turn. One, I got to give Josh credit again. You said that you thought they were full of crap last time because of what reason? They didn't want to do this. They were skeptical. They were hesitant. And, and remember when I think it was the week before when. Matt and Kenny were in the ring. He wouldn't put this up, right? Mm-hmm. They walked out. And then what happened after, at the end of the match, when they turned? What happened? Say it. They hu- Kenny went like this, put it up. Instead, Matt goes no and gives him a hug. He still hasn't given it to him. No, he hasn't. Because I keep nope. saying it. He is not. They do not want to do this because they don't. This is going to lead to a rivalry. Really quick. People are started. saying that this is a heel turn. It's not a heel turn to swerve. They yep. are, it's going to be Good Brothers versus Young Bucks. I yep. more or nothing. And if you look back, 
they even, even the revolution when they had the match with Kenny Omega and Hangman Page, which people want to say the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are terrible at telling stories and terrible at in rings of ecology. They're a hundred percent wrong. And this is a great example. Hmm. Do you remember when Matt Jackson took up took the the uh, it was a piece of the tape from Kenny's shoulder. He went to go choke him out, and he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Stopped himself. Yes. They did the same thing in this match with Kenny again. So I just love that little bit of storytelling that that they're where they're going at it, they're having a great match, and it comes down to it, and they just couldn't do it to Kenny. But then it gets you wondering all over again: Are they actually turning heel, heel, or is it a swerve? Because they still didn't put it too sweet. Yeah, they still didn't put it too sweet. And if they were really on his side now. Wouldn't they have done it? Of course. Of course. So, no so I really enjoyed how they did that. I thought it was great. Um, also, I'm great. I'm so happy to see Chris Statlander back. Yeah, Josh shows how much I, I, how great I think she is. Yes. I'm a big fan of hers. And I like I the am... new character, what they're doing. I like the new character. They've kind of updated it a little bit. They've upgraded, I should say, with her. Because you know me, I didn't like the whole alien gimmick. I thought it was silly. It was childish. Well, she's still doing that. She's still doing it, but she's doing it in a kind of a different aspect of it with the, with the with the way the colors are, and now she's with the best friends and and Orange Cassidy, so she's in kind of a group now. So it seems to be yeah, it's better than her being. And one one, <coughs> one cr- cr- uh, criticism of AEW since Revolution, and I I will agree to an extent, it hasn't been the same quality show. It's definitely gone down a little bit. Um, I think. I, I honestly don't know why. Mm. I think they are going to be doing Moxley Omega again at uh, at Double no. Nothing. I think that's where it's heading. Um, I think that we're going to be able to see some great build up until May 5th. I think that we are going to see great build up to Double Nothing. Because AEW did a phenomenal job building up to their pay-per-views. <clears throat> um, but no, hey, I'm very excited to see what they're going to do for Double Nothing because I'm going and I'm hyped. I can't wait. It's gonna be great. You should meet up with Alex. You should meet up with that. Alex should go with you to. to That's double. like a three-hour drive away. Mm, no, not for me. Five hours. Florida. What's that? Five hours. Even worse. Oh come on, Alex. You could also AEW had an ad during NXT tonight. Yeah. That's interesting. Interesting. I don't know. Okay. Well, well you know what really, I, I'm going to say, Josh, you know what really interest, got me interested uh, for this week's AEW Dynamite was best friends interrupting the Death Triangle because they said uh, we should be next in line for a title opportunity, a tag team title opportunity for the AEW World. Oh, that would be great. So I, I want to see Death Triangle and best friends go at it. And whoever wins that will probably eventually go on to face the Young Bucks for their title after they do the storyline with uh, uh, the Good Brothers. I'm just trying to figure out, maybe one of you guys can help me out with this. What's, what's Penta doing? Penta? Is he, is he doing the... Is, is he's kind of... He's kind of... Cody still? Like what I think is, they're pushing him. No, I think they're pushing, they're pushing him, him watch for Cody. Again? No, I think they're pushing him. I think they're pushing him to be a singles guy. Ooh, yeah, ooh, that's really doing. quick. How about this thing promo with Archer and Roberts? Oh, that was, that awesome. was, that was a great promo. Roberts and, and Archer, yes. now, huh? 
That shocked me. Maybe do Sting, maybe Sting and Archer do a little program together, and maybe that happens, right? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I would, I would honestly love to see Archer. I don't know. That was, that was, that really interested me a lot. But also, I want to say J, JD Drake versus Darby Allen was a great match. Uh, Ty Conti has really done a phenomenal job as of late. She has done a great job. I'd love to see her get to belt oh. from and go on her own run and see what she can do. I'm very high on her right now, Alex. And then the inner circle, their promo was great. I enjoyed that. Uh, hearing Jericho, what Jericho yeah. had to say. And really just ripping at MJF, like really just tearing at the foundation of the pinnacle. And then after that, Jericho was being interviewed by Alex Marvez backstage. And he got cheap, he got cheap shotted from MJF from behind. The uh, the pinnacle beat the crap out of Jericho, dragged him out on the stage, tossed him in the ring, stomped on him. And then who do you think came out? Mike Tyson, because Mike Tyson. Because it looks like what they're going to do, Alex and Lyle, is what they're going to do is that blood and guts is what they're going to do. They're going yeah. to have obviously Blanchard's going to be on the outside. Yeah, for, and Ty- Tyson's going to be in the inner circle. Tyson camera. will be with the inner circle. Yeah, that's what they're gonna have. Go I didn't think about that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Tyson okay. and Jericho at the be- when AW started, they were in a feud. <clears throat> Jericho and Tyson did not like each other, and now that. Uh, uh, Tyson came out to help Jericho and save Jericho. They've basically made amends. So I'm very interested to see w- what Tyson's part of this is going to be. For sure. So I want to say one thing. Um, when they announced Tyson, a lot of people thought it was petty. It was them trying to steal people away from TakeOver. And I want to let everyone know who thought that, that that's not the case. Tyson was intended to be a surprise. But TNT, after Sting came out and surprised, told Tony Khan that they're not, they're not allowed to do that anymore. They're not allowed to have big surprises like that. No. That's why Paul, that's why Paul White was announced on Twitter. Well, why can't they do that? Because TNT wanted the rating grip. Oh, my God. So, I mean, that's why they told them they can't do it anymore. But they said they want the ratings. It's stupid. But I hate that. And you know what? what? Let it be a surprise. Ty, Ty, yeah. Ty, Ty, uh, Mike Tyson was supposed to be a surprise, in my opinion. Now, mm-hmm. that's not a fact, but I think based off of that information that I, I got beforehand, that was supposed to be a surprise, not a announcement that he comes out earlier. Just the way he came out and did everything, that to me tells me it was supposed to be a surprise. By the way, really quick, I want to give mention this just really quick, going back to NXT just for a second. I can't, we forgot to mention this. We didn't even mention Walter versus Champa. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we didn't even Ooh, mention right. That's a shame. Do it shame, now. shame, shame on us. Shame on us. You man. can make the case. Shame on you. Sh- you can, you're right. Because sh- you can make the case. <laughs> that, you're the that host. might have been, been the best match of both nights. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I, think it was. <laughs> I would not mention that. That's terrible. But. Um, going back to it, I mean, you know, going forward, it's going to be interesting to see what AEW does. It seems like they have some stuff planned. Um, I, I, I like where they're going with this. They have a couple of things, but I want to let Alex give his update on, uh, MLW and what's going on. Cause I know he asked me a question about who do I think is next to challenge Leo Rush. And I said, who gives a damn? No <laughs> 
anyway, that's what I said. Exactly. I hope he doesn't watch the show. I really hope he does not watch the show. It's exactly what you no, said. No, 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 not in a bad way. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying it in a way of who gives a damn. Nobody's going to beat him anyway, in a good way. Yeah. No, yeah. Like nobody can beat him. That's what mm-hmm. I was saying by it. I wasn't saying it like he means. He sucks. I was saying it in a, it's a compliment. Yeah. Nobody yeah. can beat him. Mm-hmm. Look at you trying to stir the pot. Me and Leo. <laughs> That's what I do, dude. Dude, me yeah, and Leo. When was the last time you spoke to Leo, huh? Probably, probably a couple weeks ago. Actually, I spoke to him a couple weeks ago. We spoke on Twitter. Yeah, uh-huh. we spoke. We spoke. Oh, yeah, it's promo, right? Yeah. Oh, oh you might not. I still get a tape. You might Maybe not. Yeah, no, we did, right, Alex? We talked about it on that show. Yeah, we did. Yeah, with Loki. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. yeah. Oh God, Loki. You know, but that was um. Now Leo, Leo and I are cool. He he will he actually he and I we message each other so there's all seriousness on Twitter and stuff like that. Like how's everything going? You know everything like that. And he, look, he's in the final four for the New Japan um thing. Yo, for, he is. Uh, New Japan yeah, strong. Is, New but Japan Cup USA. Let's get to uh, MLW right now, Alex. What do you got this week? So this week, MLW Fusion next week, Wednesday, April fourteenth. Alex Hammerstone will have a match. That involves the National Open Weight Championship against Mir Mertes of Azteca Underground, and uh, I gotta say, Mil Mil Mertes has been indestructible. Like, there's nobody that's been able to beat him. He thinks he's the rightful champion, but the thing is, Alex Hammerstone is still listed under MLW as the National Open Weight Championship. So, uh, Alex Hammerstone called Mil Mertes out. Mil Mertis accepted the match, the challenge, and we're going to get this match next next Wednesday. And I'm very, very interested to see how it all how it all falls into place, and if Alex Alex Hammerstone will win and still be claimed the rightful and reclaim his uh, status as the rightful holder of the title. And then we also have. Gino Medina getting his first title shot against Richard Holiday for the Caribbean. How happy are you? Caribbean Championship. And this, uh, I saw this, uh, I saw a promo on YouTube. Yeah, there's a YouTube video of it on MLW's YouTube channel. Uh, Gino Medina and Richard Holiday sat down with Alicia too, which who who we've had on the show. And uh, it was a good interview. And uh Medina and Richard Holiday were poking fun of each other, going back and forth. This is this is a personal, personal match for Gino and Gino Medina because he he's trying to prove him prove to everybody and the world and also the MLW universe that he is somebody who can be uh, who can rise to star status as a luchador, and I'm very interested to see. What he's capable of against Richard Holiday, I haven't seen Richard Holiday perform yet, so I'm very curious to see how he backs up what he says in the ring against Gino Medina. And these are two two five star main event matches that I'm looking forward to. But MLW looks like it's going to be top notch next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, uh, be on the lookout for that. It'll be on YouTube Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And it will be on the MLW YouTube channel. And it will also be on cable nationwide and dish via BIN Sports on Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern time and on demand 
and on demand anywhere, anytime, anywhere on the zone. Awesome. So guys, it's been an awesome show. It's time to get to our final segment. That is the finishing move. I will let Mr. Slow start first. So my finishing move is I, I was on Clearwater Beach a couple days ago. I'm walking down the uh, down towards uh, all the hotels on the side on the sidewalk, and I see t- all these people lined up. I'm like, what? Why are all these people lined up like this out here? Out uh, and I see it's Hogan's Beach Shop, and who do you think is standing there? Uh, Jimmy Hart. When I had this conversation with Josh. Uh, last time Josh saw no line for him. Well, this went, was a this yeah. was a line. This was a line of uh 220 people waiting so, to get that was WrestleMania weekend. How you doing? That was for WrestleMania weekend. When I went to see Jimmy Hart, it was when Piazza and Grippy were getting into the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, and he was at <laughs> <laughs> out there. I actually shook, went up to him and shook his hand. I'm like, How you doing, man? He's like my height. Yeah, he's a he's a great guy. Fun fun fact, fun fact about fun fact about Jimmy Hart, he actually wrote the theme song for the Honky Tonk Man. Yes, he did. That is a true fact. I have heard that. The mouth of the South. That's right. That's good stuff, there, man. What about you, Lyle? What's your move? Already. Oh God! I brought the microphone back. Okay, so work. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So, do you remember the last the last few years with WrestleMania on the network? It was hit or miss. You didn't know if you were going to get it to work or not. It was like you had to pray. You had to sit there and do a satanic ritual. It was uh, kind of untrustworthy. I know me and Josh can remember WrestleMania 32. We, we missed the entire Sting Triple H match. 31. That was 31. 31 that was, okay. Um, so I don't remember it as well as I thought I did. Oh but, my god, I remember that. I was so mad. Yeah, you were. <laughs> oh, and I found it hysterical, by the way. Um, I never so, okay, it. now here's my question. So, okay, we're going to talk about Peacock. They had their first big alone show. So, Alex, I want your opinion. How do you think the big cock performed on... The big stage for the first time. <laughs> See, I told you he'd laugh. I think they sucked. I think they did terrible. So you thought the big cock sucked? Mm-hmm. You did? Oh, you mean peacock. Would right? you watch the big cock again? Peacock. Peacock. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm thinking about peacock, dude. I'm thinking about the program that yeah having wrestle having wrestlemania on peacock is about oh, okay okay he got now it. i got you he got he it. did yeah he did i told you he would um my fishy move is this it's very simple it was great to see the fans again it was great Absolutely. to see the fans. It it, i mean I we, agree, yep. we've seen everybody the got off the energy we've seen the fans at AEW, but they only have like even jericho said it we've had 100 200 300 people you're talking 25,000 people. By the way, WrestleMania... It was like 45,000, I think. It did, but they said 25... By the way, WrestleMania needs to go to two nights. It did? Yeah, they said it was 25,000. Maybe Re- that's why they said 45,000. Well, there were cardboard cutouts, too. So maybe that's why I might have looked deceiving. Um, maybe. No, no, they, I have a report. It was 45,000. Maybe they compared how many tickets they were going to be selling in total. But then it would be 50,000. Yeah. 
But then it'll be fifty thousand then. So that report needs to do their math right then. Damn it. Um, they need to. They. They need to go to two nights. I'm just gonna say that WrestleMania needs to do two nights. No more one night. Fit it in for seven or eight hours. None of that. It, it can't do it. Go two nights like Wrestle Kingdom does. It's finally. It, it's the way they need to go about it. It works. That way, you're not sitting there for eight hours and the show's dragging and dragging and dragging and all that stuff. That's one thing. Two, go check out the Broken School Sessions with Chris Jericho. Check it out. Great, fantastic show. Um, when Lyle told me it was already posted in the morning, which, by the way, usually when they debut something and it's the day of, they will post it the morning of when it's supposed to debut. So... They did that. I watched it before Mania. It was awesome. Go check it out. It was a great watch. It was everything about it was fin- was phenomenal. No pun intended, and it was great. So that's it for our show tonight, guys. Mm-hmm. Listen, it was awesome. We're gonna have John Alba again on our show next week, same time. That's me, great conversation. on Tuesday. Don't forget, download our app. All right. Here's what you do. If you have an iPhone, you go to the Apple Store. You type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Store. You type in Worldwide Sports. Okay? You try, You just click install. It's all free. Show schedule. Clips. If you missed the show, if there's a show you loved and you want to re-listen to it again. If you're driving, there's an audio feed as well. So that way you're not, you know, getting into any accents or anything like that. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope. We are on every single platform. And, of course, to the fans, we want you to call in. If you don't want to call in, please then write to us on Facebook. I will read your comments on the air. It's that simple. You can check out the on the ticker below how you can reach out to us on Off the Met WWSRN. And you see our personal account at Show Slows, at Lyle OTM, and at Josh Silverbrick. It's that simple. If there's something maybe we missed that you want to talk about, we will gladly discuss it. And, again, we want to thank you, of course, to all the listeners and followers of our show. So that's it for us. For Alex Lewis, for Lyle Good, I'm Josh Silverberg. This has been Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And as always, Kenny Omega has the last word. What do you have to say, Kenny? I must bid you adieu. So say with me now if you know it. Goodbye. And good night. Thank you for listening to Off The Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.